Hi, and welcome to another episode of That Podcast. I'm Dave. And I'm Bo. And we're coming uh, at you with a very short, uh, probably quite a short episode here, but this is a special episode. We're solely going to be discussing uh, Star Wars The Last Jedi. We're about um, getting close to two months since its release. Oh, no. What are we on now? No, it's a month and a half, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but we we were on a bit of a hiatus when the film was released, uh, so we've got back together now to record, and we're going to talk about the film. What did you think, Bo? Well, I think that um, I think that I'm actually glad we had a little bit of break because I think we probably both have had some time to think about it, maybe see it a few times. How many times did you see it? I've only seen it twice. Yeah, us two. Uh, we might try to get into maybe one more viewing while it's still in theaters, but. I loved it. I walked out of it the very first time, just ecstatic. I thought it was amazing. Um, second time felt the same way. Um, honestly, the, the force awakens, we've probably seen dozens of times now and I don't know what it is, but whenever, when I watch it, I feel like I want to be excited about it, but I'm not <laughs> mm-hmm. um, like it feels It feels too short. It feels too clean. It feels, I guess, too much like a new hope, (laughs) maybe. Mm -hmm. Um, And and over time, I still like it. Um, I know that Beck and Luke love watching it, and they they they'll request it from time to time. But I felt like this one was fast. It was dirty. It had a lot going on. Um, It broke expectations, um, which I think is one of the reasons why. A lot of people haven't liked it, um, but it broke them in such a way that made sense to me. I was like, that's exactly how that had to happen. Um, so that, that that was my take. And I've been thinking about it for the last month and a half, wanting to go see it again. I really don't think my opinion has changed too much. Um, there were definitely parts that were either weird or too long or were kind of not needed, um, which I'm, I'm sure. I'm sure we'll get to, uh, but, but I'd say for the most part, I really loved it. I liked how it went. Um, there wasn't anything that just was like, had me rolling my eyes or wanting to stand up and leave the theater. Um, I thought it was great. How about you? Um, I really mixed bag of feelings. Um, I loved the movie. Like I, I enjoyed it. I came out feeling good about the film. I thought it was a good film. Like just, um, as in it was a good film. It was well put together. Um, but I, I, it, this is Star Wars, so there's a fair amount of emotional attachment to a lot of things with me, and and I, I wouldn't say I know a lot of people say they didn't like it. That's not true for me. I did like it. I loved. Well, I loved it. I loved the film, but I can't help but feel disappointed by, you know, some of the story acts and the the, the well, yeah, the way the story's gone in a lot of ways. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, it's just it's just like I don't know. It's hard, you know. Um, Mostly just around Luke for me. Um, mm-hmm. I, I should mention this quickly. Um, there's spoilers, loads of spoilers here, or there will be. <laughs> so if you haven't seen it, don't listen to this episode. <laughs> if you haven't seen uh, it by now, they probably aren't planning on seeing it. But I have seen a couple of people recently say they just got to it. So Yeah, uh, yeah it still does happen. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, uh, just Luke, basically. They, he, you know, this grumpy old man... Uh, reluctantly helps a bit at the end is what I'd say, but it was, it was, I don't know. I just, it just, he was a childhood hero for me. And, and, I, and 
I, I understand it was, it's gone this way, you know, and I, I almost like that it has gone this way. So it's, it's it's more real than anything we could ever imagine, really, for Luke. You know, he's turned into a grumpy old man. That You know, it happens. You know? <laughs> when I get to his age, I'll probably be a grumpy old man and I want to go live <laughs> in an island and not be bothered by youngsters. And, mm-hmm. uh, and uh, but it's not what I want. You know, it's not yeah. what, it's not how I think about Luke and not how I want Luke to go out or anything like that. So, yeah. yeah. I think, I think you had said that, I put words in your mouth that you were hoping for the Luke from the obliterated extended universe. Yeah. I mean, part of that is, you know, even in the extended universe, what's it called now? The legends or something. Um, mm-hmm. No, he, he definitely has lows in that. But he also has more highs, you know. That's and we didn't get that in mm-hmm. the these. We, you know, they brought Han back f- for the for the Force Awakens, and yeah, he got killed. Nobody wanted to see him killed. But we also got the old Han back, mm-hmm. and I wouldn't necessarily have even had to say I wanted the old Luke back because people change. You know, Han didn't change, which is part of his story, if you like. Uh, mm-hmm. Or he tried to change it, didn't work out, and he went back to how he was. Um, so we did get to see, you know, we got to enjoy Han for a bit. Um, I didn't really enjoy Luke's participation in this film at all, um, mm. if that makes sense. Yeah. Uh, and, and that's it, you know, um, in the the EU books, obviously, I I think I, I we, had a, we had a quick look in there, and I think I probably read 40 to 50 of these uh, EU books, which mm-hmm. of, of, I must admit are varying in quality, but... I, I read them because they were Star Wars books and there are lows in that. There are also mm. highs and, you know, Luke's the Jedi master that, you know, he was destined to become based on the original trilogy, you know. Um, right. He, um, because even when he defeats Vader, you know, it's, he's literally, that's just his rite of passage at the at the end there, isn't it? It's not, mm. that's not him, you know, being the, the fulfilling his true potential or whatever. Mm. Um, and yeah, so we didn't get to see it. Um, so that's why that's the only thing really. There's a lot of other things in the film that sort of uh, annoyed me, but nothing that would make nothing would like I say would take me as far as disliking it. I just like just this immense disappointment. I really mm. wanted to see Luke and his X-wing, and I was excited when I saw the X-wing. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was like, "Oh, are we going to see him getting his X-wing?" Because you know, uh, yeah, I, I that I wanted that to be his intro back into the universe, not him with a lightsaber. I wanted to see him fly into a space battle in his X-Wing and start mm-hmm. doing stuff for, I don't know, but yeah. Weird, yeah. weird feelings. <laughs> yeah. So I guess, what, at what point did you realize that you weren't going to get what you had hoped out of it? Um, I think probably about, well, uh, it was probably at the end. Mm. when he died basically yeah because for all i didn't like his interaction and his participation throughout the film if he had done that and survived i'd be yeah the next film he might be more involved or we might see some of my hero right a bit like what we got all the way through the force awakens we knew luke was there Mm -hmm. we knew luke was going to come into it and I've mm-hmm. got this anticipation of my like Luke the hero in the later films, yeah. And I, I accepted that, and it was cool. And in the same way with this film, if he hadn't died at the end, there, 
He could, and I, I know, I know, he could come back as the the fourth ghost and more powerful than you can ever imagine, all that stuff. But it's not quite the same, is it? You know. No. Um. So yeah, but and it was, and but but I did like it in that, like you said about the expectations, and we didn't. I didn't necessarily have. I didn't. I don't do the spoilers too much with Star Wars and things like that. So I didn't have too many expectations. But one obvious expectation was that Leia. They were going to kill Leia off because Carrie Fisher passed away. Mm-hmm. So that was almost flip flopped on me. They kept even even at, despite her being seemingly dead, they actually brought her <laughs> yeah. back to life. Uh, and then they killed Luke, and I was like. This, this messing with my head almost, but uh, but <laughs> yeah. then that that's what makes it good at the same time. Even though it was a big disappointment for me, there are plenty of sad films, aren't there? That yeah. are essentially a disappointment, mm-hmm. uh, but they're still good movies. Yeah. So yeah, um, there's a few things that I keep. I've been trying to collect my thoughts over some time, but I've lost most of them. Um, there's there's one thing I strictly distinctly remember from as uh, discussing as we got out of the movie and into the car. Um, so uh, I went to the midnight show in, in the UK here, so I was right seeing it. Mm-hmm. Um, so when Finn and Poe talked to Maz Kanata, am I saying that right? Yeah. Firstly, I thought that was ridiculous. I was like, <laughs> they weren't best friends or anything. Or if mm-hmm. they are, we didn't, that, it didn't seem that way. I didn't see the passage of time with, you know, mm-hmm. I don't think Finn knew her well enough to give her a call and say. Wasn't it Poe? Well, even so, I didn't think I, I didn't. Give I mean, you, I thought there was even less reason for Poe because he's like, I know who I know who we should talk to, and then all of a sudden it? he's talking to her, and it's like, yeah, and it was really? almost ridiculous that she'd talk to him while she was in a battle. Yeah, um, <laughs> I know I wouldn't, uh, mm-hmm. but uh, but then the way she described the master codebreaker, like I don't think I can be the only person who was thinking this, but I was expecting to see Lando mm. Calrissian at that casino table because the way she described him everything she said it's instantly made me think it's going to be Lando it's going to be Lando it's going to be Lando mm-hmm. and I'm really disappointed that it wasn't it mm. would have been perfect it could have just been him and we had that one glimpse of him with a lady on each arm or whatever he was throwing the dice yeah. wherever they were you know this suave sophisticated ladies mm-hmm. man master code breaker type thing and it would have been perfect, but it was. It just didn't happen. I was. Mm. I just thought that would have been so cool. Yeah. That that whole. Uh, I don't know what you call it. Act maybe on that planet, mm-hmm. whatever it's called, was a disappointment for me. I didn't like any of it. Um, seemed like the sort of the Rose and Finn partnership was formed really quickly, and like forced down our throats a little, mm. um, and on this ridiculous mission with the sort of token animals, like pod race type yeah. thing. Um, yeah, I didn't like that bit. Um, and, and Finn as a whole felt a bit wasted. Uh, he doesn't, it's hard to see where Finn fits into the story going forward. It was hard to see where he was going to fit into it at the end of force awakens, you know, yeah. because he doesn't want it to be, he didn't want to be a rebel. He, he didn't mm-hmm. want to be uh, an imperial, and uh, that doesn't feel any. I'm not. Don't feel any closer to anything with him now. I saw one of the. Um, I saw. I, I. I've actually looked at some of the spoilers, not spoilers, but like the 
the guesses that people were having theories and things beforehand. Um, and I've also read some of the the reviews afterwards and uh, they've just been so mixed. It's been kind of weird. Uh, but one of the things that I read about Finn was that he went through, he went through a pretty big transformation at some point in, in the, in the, the movie, whether you buy it or not, that he went from basically bailing as he always had tried to do, even in the force awakens to at the end, ready to die to save the people. Um, yeah, I mean, I don't buy that that much because he nope. was ready to die in a situation where they were all probably going to die anyway. Mm. You know, it wasn't a, oh yeah, everyone else is going to escape and I'm going to die. It was a, if I'm going to die, I'm going to die doing, um, mm. maybe he did, maybe that's what they were trying to portray, but I don't think it was done that well. Mm. Yeah. Well, yeah, I mean, if if not, if hardly anybody picked that up, if that was the, the intent, then it wasn't yeah. very well. But that was the one, that was the, that was the, the best take, I guess, on uh, and a, uh, a reason for that whole arc, little arc on the planet. Yeah. Um, I mean, and the, the other thing was if that hadn't happened, the whole movie would have gone differently, right? Yeah. If they hadn't actually found somebody who came back and helped them, but then ended up harming them in the end, you know, the whole movie would have ended up differently. <laughs> the the rebels would have actually ended up on their base and everything would have been fine. Sure. Um, so, I mean, it did work <laughs> to, to get to that point though. Um, and I, I don't know. I, I feel like the whole kind of showed all of the shenanigans that Poe was trying to lead and people not really listening to authority very well. Um, and the consequences of that, which in, previous movies we haven't really seen that or didn't seem like the consequences were so dire maybe yeah. um well, I think that's what yeah i mean they were, they were trying to show transformation there for poe weren't they so mm-hmm. poe starts off the han solo like do what he likes mm-hmm. crazy stuff but that i also felt that was a little bit too much in your face um mm-hmm. we i think we, i think everyone's talked about the 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 first time around it was fine you know mm-hmm. poe went too far didn't listen to orders um, mm-hmm. The second time around, it just felt like the the ends were justifying the means. It was like we need Poe to do this again so he could really learn his lesson. Uh, when really it just seemed a bit like I don't see why the information couldn't be shared. I mean, if 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 the like the the admiral, whatever her name was at the end there from Jurassic mm-hmm. Park, mm-hmm. Um, if she was she was obviously a, a highly regarded general. Uh, mm. Admiral, sorry, she knew about Poe, knew what he was mm. like. So why did she not give him anything? She almost gave him just enough information to go and screw everything up. Yeah, you know, it felt like how can we get this set this situation up? And I didn't like that too much. Mm. Um, yeah, yeah, I guess I, that, that didn't bother me a whole lot. I, um, I mean, sure, like he. Sh- she might might have been able to communicate better, but and you know you could say that she was trying to make a point <laughs> to Poe and say you know you just got to chill now and wait and we've got this covered. We'll get your help when it's really needed when you can go fly and shoot things. <laughs> um, let the strategy be handled by the admiral, um, and maybe that wasn't the best point to make that point for her. You know, um, 
So, so I can see that where someone might say, well, okay, wait until they're clear of danger and then start teaching Poe a lesson, perhaps. Yeah, it felt like if Poe is a loose cannon and you just openly described him as a loose cannon, mm-hmm. don't leave him lying around, you know. Yeah. Um, but I do see where that's going and obviously there's a big transformation for Poe, so he's prime candidate to be the a leader in the resistance or the rebellion going forward, mm-hmm. isn't he? Yeah. There was something that I hadn't picked. I wasn't 100% sure on that there had been no time passed between the force awakens and the last Jedi. Um, yeah, yeah, indeed. And hence things like Maz Kanata and Poe Dameron forming this friendship, mm-hmm. you know, things like that. Um, yeah. Um, so that was a little odd because then they cut to Luke and Ray right after, you know, this whole escaping the planet nonsense, um, which was very similar to Empire, I guess. Um, and I wasn't sure if they were doing weird things with time, because at that point, in, even at that point in time, it hadn't been clear to me that they were literally escaping from not being destroyed by the, yeah. uh, what was it? The Starkiller base. Yeah, Starkiller base. That, that wasn't clear to me. I figured they maybe they had another month or something, and now they were leaving because now finally there's uh, the the first order was actively out because all of a sudden now there's a bunch of star destroyers and a dreadnought. <laughs> like um, you know, I had to read a lot of external material to realize that yeah, that really was what had happened. Is all of a sudden they're there <laughs> from what what is it the great beyond or you know what what they call that? I don't know. Okay. Well, anyways, apparently the First Order was spending years and years and years building up in the Outer Rim, like beyond mm. the Outer Rim, whatever that was. I, th- I thought they had like a special name for it. Oh, they have special names for everything in the Wikipedia or the, the Wikilinks. So I spent a whole night looking up like dozens of different classes of Star Destroyers. Yeah. I mean, I, I'm, I'm, I'm terrible for that now because I'm fueled by this legends, you know, the non-canon expanded yeah. universe stuff. Now I get mixed up with everything. So, I mean, these things like, um, you know, it's cause it's one of the things that everyone talks about at the end of, uh, particularly Jedi. Um, you know, it, even when the star, the, the Death Star blows up, like there's still what, like 500 Star Destroyers out there or whatever it was, you know, yeah. that, this isn't the end of it because, but uh, you know, um, but in the expanded universe books, there was this sort of thing about um, Palpatine was using significant amount of mind control to uh, coordinate the battle and things like that. So when he died, things went to pot for the Empire. Mm-hmm. Um, so because that's the thing at the end, but they addressed that in a way because at the end, yes, the base was gone, but obviously there's still a whole fleet yeah. of other things to to deal with and whatnot. So that was good. Yeah. So it's. Uh I just looked it up. It's it's uh, unknown regions. Oh yeah, of course, uh, unknown, unknown regions, space, unknown yeah. territories. It's uh, a region of the galaxy located in the galactic west beyond the outer rim. Yeah. Um, so the one of the the side pieces of information I I heard was um, also related to like what about the Knights of Ren? We haven't heard about them. Yeah, recently. And so um, I, I don't know if it's I I don't think that kind of ranks up. Uh, as one of my disappointments, but it was mm-hmm. a, um, and I, I read something in, uh, the Rhea Johnson said, uh, 
last week that he kind of wanted to use them, but he just didn't have any space in the film for them. <laughs> it's already way too long. Yeah, exactly. And how weird's that? Um, yeah. So it, it, they got mentioned again, but we don't see them. But it does leave it open for the future, at least, uh, in that it's a tool that they could use. Yeah. Um, so, so the the information that I'd read was that the the fact that the Dreadnought and a handful of Star Destroyers um, start attacking the Rebel base, and then all of a sudden Snoke shows up by them later as well in his own whatever whatever his big ship was called. It was called the Supremacy or something. Um, that it was like a coordinated galaxy-wide attack. Like mm. nobody had seen these ships before. Nobody had seen the First Order. That was something I kind of didn't really understand from from The Force Awakens either, is that they're building Starkiller Base. How come nobody's worried about this? Well, apparently nobody knew about it. <laughs> nobody in the galaxy knew that this thing even existed or that the First Order was really a problem. Um, so the one of the theories, I guess, is that the uh, the Knights of Ren are sort of similar to Kylo Ren. He was in charge of one of the ships or one of the Star Destroyers and a, a mini fleet that the that various other members of the Knights of Ren are attacking other systems, basically. So that they're doing like this big first strike against everybody all at once, uh, especially now that the, uh, what is it? The, the Senate. Yeah, the Senate and their whole, uh, the whole, what is the it? Public. The new... New Republic. New Republic. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, that's a few people said, like, how come, like, just blowing up the, the Senate or the New Republic destroyed everything? And it was like, mm-hmm. well, but what you're just saying there is in a coordinated attack of everywhere. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, uh, it is a bit of a stretch, isn't it? That Starkiller base. I mean, even in The Force Awakens, it's not like Finn shouted about it the first opportunity he got yeah. to tell everyone, was it? Even though he decided to leave the, the Empire behind. Mm-hmm. Um, Oh, the, I keep calling it the Empire and the Imperials, but yeah, the First Order. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. So going back to even though um, it did, even though I, I'd have liked to know more about the Knights of Ren, I'm not too disappointed. It could come back, and we might get to know more about them at some other stage. Uh, mm-hmm. They might feature in the next film. I was a bit, another disappointment for me was Snoke. Um, don't have a problem with him being killed. Thought it was great. I do feel disappointed that we won't know. Probably, there's a good chance we won't find out anything about anything more about him, mm-hmm. where he came from, how he came to be the leader of the First Order. Do you know what I mean? Um, because, yep. I mean, they just said they didn't have time to fit the Knights of Ren in this film. What are the chances of them having time to fit anything about backstory. that in the next film? Yeah. yeah. So we just have, we're just kind of left, that's kind of like a loose end. Uh, mm-hmm. And it's not a big deal, but it's kind of be nice to know. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Well, I, yeah, I, and I feel like a bunch of that stuff's probably going to end up getting filled in somehow. Yeah, I mean, uh, but, it's, but maybe not either. You know? <laughs> yeah. It, it, based on the the looking at Star Wars Wikia, everyone's got an answer for everything. <laughs> yeah. So I, I imagine at some point there's going to be some something that's actually canon that will explain Snoke's origin. And I don't know if it's going to be as fun or interesting as people thought it was or hoped it would be. I don't know. Yeah. I suppose one thing I forgot about with Finn, uh, he did fight uh, Captain Phasma and kill Captain Phasma um, as something he did. Mm -hmm. Like 
but even so, I still felt like it was a. That was almost like we better tie up this loose end of phasma that we did, we underused in. Yeah. The Force Awakens. And we didn't really use a whole lot more in this one either. We didn't, did we? Just we tied up the loose end and gave mm. Finn something to do. Is what what it felt like. Yeah. Mm. And it gave BB-8 a point too, or gave BB-8 a chance to walk around in a. ATAT. <laughs> yeah, it was weird as well, wasn't it? Uh, pushing, pushing it too little too far for me. It's like when I'm watching Rebels, um, mm-hmm. when uh, the the droid in that chopper does crazy stuff. It's a bit like you know, it's it's a kids' TV show, and I uh, and I yeah. know the films are also films made for kids as well. But it's yeah. just um, it pushed it a little bit too far for me. Mm-hmm. That, you know, they they are. I don't know. You know how Chopper got his name? I don't know. Uh, I'm not going to be able to remember it exactly, but I think his 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 letter number thing is C C one dash one zero something. Luke had a coloring book that all of a sudden, like his name was spelled out, <laughs> and but his name wasn't spelled out, but his his call sign was, and so I'm gonna have to look that up. I think it might have might, might have just been one zero P or something, right. which is how they, they, they picked his name. I miss rebels. Um, one second. Luke's birthday is in a couple or actually it's going to be next. Yeah. A couple of days and three of rebels <laughs> for him. Right. So for both of us. So we're going to check out season three. I've started to see some, I think I just saw the, the mid season four trailer uh, to kind of kick off what's coming up. So I'm, I'm excited about that. Speaking of rebels, um, because I've kind of been excited to see what was going to happen there. Have you been watching rebels lately? Oh, no, I'm a bit behind still. Um, Rowan goes through a little light spurts where he wants to watch it. And then he wants to watch some, some other trash. So yeah, I I leave him to to watch that. So I've been thinking, I can't remember where we're up to. Uh, I've been thinking about, um, right now I'm going through death note. Uh, it's a anime that's on um, Netflix right now, and I've been thinking about running through Clone Wars uh, from the very beginning because uh, I think Netflix still has that. Because uh, I miss that. Luke used to watch that all the time, and he mm-hmm. hasn't really been as interested in it lately. So I hopefully I can get some more. That, that's still canon, right? <laughs> uh, yeah, I think so. Yeah, yeah the yeah. actual like the seven season one, not the two mini season. That's right. Animated yeah. one. Not the Samurai Jack one. Oh, no. Yeah. I can't remember. Dexter's Laboratory or something. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, so the I remember one of the other things I said either about Rogue One or... Oh, so a disappointment from Rogue One for me was I had hoped we'd see the Death Star moving. Um, and that was that was disappointing because I they led up to it showing up uh, at the planet at the end, and then all someone said something huge is coming from from hyperspace, and then they pan to a view of it already there. Mm. <laughs> I'm like, oh, I'd I'd love to have them actually try to show how like the Death Star or Star Killer base moves because apparently they're supposed to move. Um, okay, but yeah, anyway, so uh, similar to that, I think I had said that I wished one of the two movies, maybe both of them, had more. Um, capital ships fighting um because i think those are it's just awesome when they beam, beam weapons or whatever 
And so I kind of got that from uh, the last shutout, but it was also kind of silly because basically they just chased each other. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It was a bit weird that chase, wasn't it? Yeah. It was, it was really cool up until they just turned around and started to, to go away. And then they just like, well, just keep firing at them. So they know we're here word for word. <laughs> mm. um, I, I was hoping for a little bit more from that, but yeah, well, I mean, general hooks in general was a bit washed out, wasn't he? He's, mm-hmm. um, he was beat down. Yeah. Throughout the thing, uh, it makes you wonder why he is a general mm-hmm. um, when he seems to fail so badly. Yeah, uh, everything. Um, but yeah, I'm trying to think other things. I, I mean, things I liked, really liked. Uh, I loved uh, the uh, Ray and Kylo fight scene mm-hmm. uh, in the throne room. Um, I, I liked most of the time um, Luke and Ray on the island. That was good. Um. Yeah. What were your thoughts on Luke's opinion of the Jedi in general, especially the Jedi's past? I didn't mind that at all. I mean, it's fairly well thought, sort of known of you know that that the the, the mistakes that were made. Mm-hmm. Um, I just it was like my, my it was weird that he just decided to. It was the the sort of the depressive old man thing that made him want to say rather than change it all or do it differently or yeah, I don't know. Um, but yeah, I didn't yeah, really I, mind that too much. I, I get a sense that there was a lot that happened between when we last saw him and this movie. And I don't think it was just grumpy old man syndrome. Like he went through, like it, it was clear that he had learned more about, the Jedi than he had before because he had nobody to teach him. Like what we saw from the clone wars and from the, the prequels really shed some light on who the Jedi were, what they did, what they didn't do, what they were, were good at and what weren't good at. Um, a very good grasp on that. And I think that, I think it would be interesting to know if he got that before he started the temple or during when he was teaching everybody or if he did that afterwards when he was contemplating what he had done wrong. Um, but that w- it was really the first, it was the first time we got to look back at the prequels and the, the, the new, the new, the new history, if you will, since the original trilogy came out um, beyond stuff that we knew from the original trilogy. So we knew that Palpatine, we knew that the Senate and all of that, um, it, we, we retconned Coruscant <laughs> um, mm. eventually into the end of Jedi. And, you know, all throughout the force awakens, it was still, they, they were referring back to the original trilogy. Mostly um, they didn't really go back into the much broader star Wars universe or star Wars timeline um, that Luke did. And it was really quick. It was really subtle, but I think it, I think that had a lot of impact on him. So I, I know that you're saying that you don't necessarily disagree with the way he went. That doesn't play into your disappointment necessarily, but I don't know if, uh, I don't know how many of the people who are really upset have really thought about the real, the reality of it. Um, or if they're just grumpy because it wasn't the hero they wanted. <laughs> um, and it doesn't sound like that's, that's definitely some of the really bad comments I've seen just look like people were just upset 
for that reason alone, that he wasn't who they wanted him to be. Yeah. Well, like I say, I, I, he wasn't for me. I, I did. I, if he, it's, if he'd renounced the Jedi and carried on, mm-hmm. that would be fine. Because he'd still, he'd, he'd still been Luke to me. He could still mm-hmm. be a hero. He could still be, you know, he didn't have to, the Jedi. Don't, I don't really have any affiliation to the Jedi as a religion or anything like that. It's like, we can mm-hmm. see where it went wrong. You know, that's what yeah. the whole, the prequels were all about. Right. Um, but I, Luke's still a hero, whether he's affiliated to the Jedi or affiliated to nothing. Mm-hmm. But it's maybe it's this that's yeah driven what, him down to. What are your thoughts on Luke being close to the dark side in Jedi? I think you, everybody is. It's like the, the, you can't just be pure enough. It, mm-hmm. you know, different ways of thinking about it. You know, I don't know. I I don't think it, it's not. You can't. It's not a binary thing, is it? Uh, light and well, dark 50 shades of gray in the middle yeah um, i mean I, I guess that's the the point that definitely the new trilogy is going in but it's something that as a kid i don't think i really thought about very much luke was just a hero like straight up 100 percent, he's the good guy um and i i don't know i guess i i i see more shades of gray now you, you say that but you know i mean up until a point in jedi Return of the Jedi, Luke was going, he was losing control, he was angry, he was beating mm-hmm. Darth Vader down, mm-hmm. and he pulls it back, you know? Mm-hmm. So he's gone through the motions there, he's gone from the innocent guy mm-hmm. going in there with the best of intentions to actually ending up fighting, losing his temper, almost letting himself go, Palpatine mm-hmm. loves it, mm-hmm. but then all of a sudden he realises and he stops, you know, and he pulls himself mm-hmm. back, so it was always there. Um, yeah. Trying to think of anything else uh, in The Last Jedi. There was loads of, I mean, I haven't dissected it enough because I've only seen it twice, but these, mm-hmm. these weird things are like this. My friend Rich told me to watch out for, you know, the whole thing at the end when they, the, the kids are talking about Luke Skywalker facing down the things. Yeah. And then, did you see when he, the kid walks outside, he uses the force to pick his sweeping brush up? Yep. Yeah, I didn't notice that the first time. Yeah, um, it was really subtle. Yeah, it was so subtle that I had to look it up later to make sure that that's actually what I'd seen. Yeah, I, I whispered to Beck, and she thought that there was something with. She didn't. She hadn't seen it, but she thought she'd seen something else, and she thought that's what I was trying to talk about. But I, one of the things I've seen on like a bunch of different topics, even with like uh, Rogue One, people have been talking about how the general idea of the force has been slowly expanding. So it's not just jet. It's not just the Sith. It's not just, you know, light and dark. There's a lot of people in between. I think that's a big part of, um, I think that's a big part of rebels is they're introducing people to different force users who aren't necessarily Jedi. They aren't necessarily Sith. They're maybe still mostly good or mostly bad. There's definitely some people, some gray people, um, I think that Ahsoka is probably going to be very much considered gray. Is, is is that something you've seen before too? Yeah, but in different guises. I mean, definitely force yeah. users. Uh, there are an- in both the current universe and the extended universe, the old one, there's animals that interact with the force or power mm-hmm. of the force, things like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah, and I mean, even th- it was never 
always Sith and Jedi in the expanded universe either. There was all sorts. I mean, Mara Jade was like a classic character in the in the expanded universe, and she was never a Sith. She was mm-hmm. she was trained in the Force, and she was used some of the dark arts, as they were. Mm-hmm. But she wasn't a Sith. She wasn't part of the you know the structure or whatever they had. Mm-hmm. Uh, she was an assassin, and that's what she did. She she wasn't power hungry. She wasn't trying to. She was just doing her job. And yeah. Um, similarly, I believe in the expanded universe, there was terms known like a uh, dark Jedi. Mm. So you that you know they had that as well. It wasn't just the Jedi are the light. It was yeah they were Jedi, but they were evil Jedi essentially. Mm-hmm. Not they weren't Sith. They were just evil Jedi. Mm-hmm. Um, I can't remember. I might be wrong on that one. Mm. Uh, but yeah, there's all sorts, isn't there? I think. Uh, yeah, I think that could be kind of cool if they explore that a little bit more. Um, you know, I I wonder. Uh, and I've seen other people question as well, like how many of the other characters have we seen are force sensitive? Um, is Poe? I mean, his his ability to pilot is that just innate pilot ability, or is that something more? Yeah. Like, what do you think about? Oh, or Finn. I think that's what they say. Everyone has it to mm-hmm. some certain extent, you know, and they don't know necessarily know that they're doing it. But mm-hmm. yeah, I mean, definitely. I mean, I thought Finn might be force sensitive in in that regard, just because the way he fought Kylo Ren at the end of The Force Awakens. You know, he picks mm-hmm. up a. You know, it's really weird, Finn. Like he's, he talks about he was like a janitor at Starkiller mm-hmm. Base, but then he was also a stormtrooper, and then he also picked up a lightsaber and fought fairly well with it. You know, so. Yeah. Plenty of former careers. Um, mm-hmm. So, but yeah, I don't know. I mean, it's open to interpretation. That I mean, they use, they're pushing it in all sorts of different ways. I, it's really strange how people. I've seen people say things like, "That's not how the force works," and I'm like, "Oh, come on! They, they can, the force can work however they like. However they, yeah. they like, it's it's magic." Mm-hmm. Um, so there were a, there were several new force powers, if you will. Um, in The Last Jedi as well, there was Leia's Superman act um, where she was able to pull herself from a half-dead state into a ship. Um, There was the Force Bridge um, that apparently Snoke created between Rey and Kylo. Um, Yoda can control lightning. (laughs) Um, Let's see. There was the uh, the thing that Luke does at the end where he can create a project. Yeah. Project a yeah, force I mean, clone of himself. I, I actually saw that more like, so I mean, I saw that as a superpower of what Snoke did. So if you think Snoke was melding, and, and there's a thing in the expanded universe called force meld, I believe, which is where they mm. meld brains mm-hmm. like to, to they like, you can do it in a way of controlling people like a, lots of people at once, or you can do it in sort of a teamwork sense where you're, you know, you don't have to talk to each other. You think things and everyone else understands mm-hmm. it. Uh, but I saw what Luke did as a, as a, an expansion of what Snoke apparently did with, you know, if you think that they were like, Ray was seeing a projection of Kylo and Kylo was seeing a projection of Ray. Everybody was seeing a projection of Luke is what I saw that as. Mm-hmm. Um, hence and which is why um, I'm pretty sure Kylo says because he's aware of the power and he says to Rey the exertion of this would kill you 
mm-hmm. or should kill you, doesn't he? Something like that. Mm. Uh, you know, as in, because he thinks he thinks Ray's done whatever he's done, so they see each other. Oh, mm-hmm. and he says the exertion should be killing you. Mm-hmm. Hence, why I think at the end Luke does it to everybody who can see. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and the so exertion th- kills him. Yeah, the only uh, you know what the the only the only thing that makes it seem more than just a projection like that is the the dice that he creates and gives to Leia. But that dissolves at the end, doesn't it? It does, but it has physical form. It's not just a projection. It's not just that Kylo and well, no, but I, Ray I, can I, see I, each other. Yeah, but I'm I'm saying oh, it's projection it? in the mind. If it's pushing it into your mind, you could project the feeling of holding something. You could project. Yeah. Do you see what I, I mean? I don't just yeah. mean visual. I mean mm-hmm. the whole perception of that thing being there. Yeah, yeah. There was. Um, I was trying to find it on Twitter. I, I saw uh, uh, something with Ryan Johnson. Um, someone was complaining about the. Um, about these new force powers and mm. he was basically defending them somehow. And someone said, yeah, but I think the complaint is not that new powers are created. It's that they're presented at the end to uh, save the day. Yeah. I mean, that quite often it's frustrating in a lot of things. I, I read a lot of fantasy books and mm-hmm. it's, it's so much better when the magic systems are explained and yeah. understandable and you don't get this, you know, yeah. silver bullet at the end to save the day. That's pretty, mm-hmm. that is annoying. I think. Yeah. Um, well, uh, his response was, was not text, but a picture of Luke hanging upside down with his eyes closed and Leia looking like she's hearing something <laughs> from empire. <yeah. laughs> like it was the same sort of thing. So there's a lot of people who are like really hardcore star, star Wars. I almost said star Trek. Oh, that would have been awful. Um, really hardcore Star Wars fans who don't realize kind of the same sort of things are problems all over throughout all of the material. Yeah. Really. I think, and to be fair though, I mean, Luke sort of talking like Leia getting that feeling from Luke Mm -hmm. is very different to 300 people seeing, seeing Luke stand in front of a barrage of turbo lasers and, and that can, you know, it was, it was beyond uh, an itchy feeling, you know, and, and and you could argue, I mean, what I just said then about, uh, it's been a similar uh, technique to what Kylo knew of the technique. Mm -hmm. Um, when it happened between Kylo and Ray, they did that, use that effect of that, music or the sound mm-hmm. that they've been using in the new films of the force being used, you know, like, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. there was nothing like that for Luke at the end. Yeah. It was just, everything was there. So it's like they use this technique to show us that the force is being used when they want to. Yeah. But when, when they don't want to, you know, and I get yeah. it. It's, it's just trying to sell, tell a story mm-hmm. and stuff, but yeah, the, um, I guess, uh, I think the only the only foreshadowing you really get to that is while he's out there before you realize what's going on. I think when they start looking for the crystal creatures, Poe's all, all right, there has to be another way out of here. How did he yeah. get in? <laughs> uh, so people had realized that he just appeared from nowhere, but they didn't know that he had appeared from nowhere. Apparently they just knew yeah. it was weird that he hadn't actually come in by any way. 
So uh, there was a little bit of foreshadowing that you don't you see it the second time, I guess. Um, I feel like there was at least one other sort of thing like that, uh, but I don't remember what, what it was right now. Yeah. So like I say, I enjoyed it. So the next movie, it's it's almost like JJ's got carte blanche now, really. Uh, mm-hmm. Do what he likes, Yeah, I think. Uh, so I think, yeah, it's going to be good. What did you think of the transformation of Kylo Ren from basically Snoke's whatever Padawan or something to um, becoming a whiny boy breaking his helmet to all of the sudden now he's the leader and everybody just follows him. Like what, how did you feel about that transformation? I I liked all of it. Um, I didn't like the general hook side of it in that. I think it was right in the, at the end, the way Kylo asserts his authority but it, I think part of the, my problem with that is the way Hooks was sort of portrayed as just an idiot the whole time like mm-hmm. Snoke wouldn't have an idiot um, so we don't need to I think we overdid it with the idiotness yeah. Um, but yeah I think uh, what he did to Snoke was spot on it's what all the Sith do mm-hmm. it's what you know um, even in the I've, I think I've read one new of the new books and it was all about the Sith like Vader and the Emperor they were always testing each other plotting mm-hmm. against each other and that all that that's the Sith way as it like uh, as you uh, as you, if you like um, yeah, so, yeah. I, I haven't read a whole lot of the books from the old uh, legends or whatever they're called now uh, but I did just recently get the Ahsoka book, uh, so I'm going to enjoy yeah. reading that. Well, that one I just mentioned was a new one, so it was canon. Uh, oh, okay. Uh, yeah. Cool. And it was good. Uh, but a typical Star Wars book, it was not very well written. <laughs> yeah. Uh, sort of, I, wouldn't, it's not, I wouldn't go as far as calling it a young adult, but it, you know, it's for that sort of... Uh, yeah. The way it's written. Mm-hmm. Right, well, I better, I better start thinking about wrapping this up because um, we've gone on for ages, but also I, I don't have my power plugged in my laptop. Uh, I'm getting a bit low. Right. Cool. Well, I've, I've been waiting a month to talk to you about it. <laughs> uh, I, I felt really itchy that when I finally got to see it, I really wanted to talk to someone. So um, I got to talk to Josh about it. Uh, my yep. friend Josh, from we kind of geeked out about Star Wars for a little bit. But yeah, I haven't really got to talk out loud with anybody as i don't have a lot of star wars geeks by me so i'm well, super yeah, excited I mean, yeah me too i mean to be honest i like the idea of doing movie episodes anyway um mm-hmm. it'd be nice to sort of schedule a movie that we could both go watch and then come mm-hmm. and talk about I'm, I'm really looking forward to ready player one um mm-hmm. have you I read the, the book? book yeah yeah i love the book um, i read it a few years ago mm-hmm. uh, on recommendation from a, a colleague at a couple of workplaces ago really um, and I loved the book at the time. I tried to get all my friends to read it, and they were all like, no, no, no. Now they've all seen the trailer, like, oh. <laughs> I'm like, I told you to read this book years ago. Uh, nice. Yeah, I'm, so, I'm looking forward to it. Cool. And it, the fact that Spielberg's doing it, and it's got a big budget, and yeah. I just hope it's going to be nice. So we should do a Ready Player One. Um, all right, sounds good. Let's call it a wrap. You've been listening to that podcast with Bo and Dave. You can find Bo on Twitter and Google Plus at Bo Simonson and Dave on Twitter at Dave Development. You can subscribe to this podcast and review it on iTunes. If you'd like to review us but don't feel like we've earned five stars, email us so that we can talk about your issues. You can also subscribe to this podcast with RSS from our website, thatpodcast.io. 
From our website, you can also sign up for our newsletter to get super secret extra content from Bo and Dave sent directly to your inbox. Like the music? You can thank Gorillo for allowing us to sample the track Dust Kingdom for our intro and outro. You can find Dust Kingdom and other tracks by Grillo at grillo.bandcamp.com, spelled G-R-I-L-L-O. Grillo.